0: Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host. Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me once again for these few moments in time. And on today's episode, I want to talk about a winner's mindset. This is a teaching podcast, so as always, go and grab your Bibles and take some notes if you desire to, or just listen to me. I've got some really great things I want to share with you today. As always, we want to start the show with a quote of the day, and it goes like this, very simple. Peace is priceless. Now, let's look here at 2 Corinthians. This is where we're going to start off today, our launching off point, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number five. It is a familiar passage of scripture in my estimation, and so we want to start off like this. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This is a most profound verse, and I cannot take all day to unpack this, but I think this is something worth mentioning today when we talk about a winner's mindset. The scripture is very clear. If in fact we're going to have a winner's mindset, we have to think a certain way. And practicing, the practicing is so important. And again, we have to learn how to do something and stick with it. God is not going to do 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 for us. We got to do it ourselves so we have to cast down imaginations vain imaginations and everything that would exalt itself against god's knowledge we got a lot of things out here that try to creep into our mindset but we gotta cast it down if it's not coming from god don't let it get in i don't care who it's from your mother your father your sister your brother people in your circle, it don't matter. You have to be very disciplined to allow what you know can help you to get in and then push out of you the things that you know is not important for your growth and development. So we have to cast down these things and then we got to bring it into captivity. So we lock it up. We put it over here. Nope, you can't get in here. Doubt, unbelief, fear, whatever it is, jealousy, envy, all of these enemies that's trying to get in to spoil your winner's mindset. And may I say this? You have to have a winner's mindset before you do anything. I don't care what it is. If you're going back to school, if you're going out for a sport, if you're starting a business, everything is going to fail if you don't believe you can win. So we have to make sure we develop a winner's mindset before we try anything. This is one of the reasons why weight loss don't work for a lot of people. They don't believe they can win before they start. It doesn't matter what it is. I want you to take these five simple steps. They're simple in terms of how I'm going to deliver them. Now, in terms of how you're going to apply them and get them in your heart, this is going to take some work, so I'm not going to say to you, "This is something you are gonna do overnight." This is not a magic bullet. Nothing ever is. But I want you to begin if you are tired of losing, and you got to get to that point where you just tired of losing, you just tired of dragging your feet, you just tired of kicking tires, you just tired of talking, you just tired of doing the things that you've been doing with seemingly no results. I want you to take this show, this episode, very serious today because I want you to know that you can develop a winner's mindset. I don't care who your mother and father were. I don't care if you were brought up in foster home. it makes me no difference. Don't ever let anybody steal your mindset. Your mindset is gold, it's priceless so you got to protect your mindset and put those things in there that is going to be necessary for your growth. So we bring these thoughts into jail. That's what I like to call it. Jail. We lock in these thoughts that are not of God, that are from the world and other people that are trying to destroy. We lock that up and we make sure we bringing into captivity and every thought to the obedience of Christ. Fear, you're going to obey God. Doubt, you're going to obey God. Whatever the situation is, you say, I'm going to put you in a jail cell and you are going to submit To the will of God. This is how things change. We got to lock it up. We got to bring it to God and he will deal with it. See, we got a part and then God has a part. But God's not going to do your part. And we know we can't do God's part. So we must understand the divine partnership that we have to begin to incorporate in our lives if we're going to see change. Now, again, I said it just a few minutes ago. I'm going to say it again. I got five steps, five steps. And these five steps, if you start practicing, if you start working this in your mind, your subconscious, your heart, your spirit, you're going to see yourself further up the road than where you are right now. Here's number one, faith and belief. Let me say this, especially in this time and day in which we live, you got to find something to believe in. Now, if you are a Christian, because this is a Christian show, but I may have people who are leaning in that are not believers, but I want to say this to you today, especially if you're not saved, you're going to have to find something to believe in, man you're going to have, especially now, you can't make it just on your wit. You can't make it just on your skills, gifts, and talents. The world is wicked. You need a God on your side that's going to help you fight, watch this, and keep you sane in the battle. Keep you upright in the battle. So faith and belief is so important. And as a Christian, me personally, I got to make sure that when things are coming my way, I got to hunker down and say, all right, Deloach, what do we believe in? Where is our faith in? Number one, my faith is in God. Number two, I believe in me. God don't want you to believe in him and don't believe in, in yourself. You got to work both of them together. This is why I say faith and belief. My faith is always in God, but I believe in the God in me. My faith is in God. It never changes. I got to make sure it stays where it is. But number two, I have to believe in God the God in me. So again, with this step, we are cultivating unwavering faith in our abilities and God's plan for our lives. This is the step that I want you to take. I want you to take a step today to cultivate unwavering faith. In your abilities, not everybody else's, but your abilities, the things that you know God has given you to do, or search out those things that you are sensing, or some things that you may not know that the Holy Spirit can tell you, hey man, you got an ability to do this, that, and the other. But whatever it is, you got to cultivate. That means you got to work the field of your mind. You got to cultivate these things in your heart, an unwavering, undeniable faith in your abilities and God's plan for your life. God has a plan for you. Now that's a revelation to many because most people don't even know that, save or unsaved. God, I'm not talking about the plan you taking to God wanting him to bless it. No, I'm talking about the plan of God that he already had scripted for you before your mother and father got together under the starry skies. God already has a a plan for you, watch this, that he know will work. Not the stuff that we trying to do, hoping it will work. We got to get out of this rat race, trying to do things and hoping and praying and wishing. No, there's a place in my faith and belief that says, I know what my qualities and gifts are. Yeah. Uh-huh and I know that God has a plan for my life. That's the step that I want you to take today. I want you to cultivate your unwavering faith and your ability for what God knows you can do. I can't do everything. You can't do everything, but God has designed you in such a way that you can do some specific things to make a mark in this world and a mark in someone else's life that will be undeniable. Now, let me give you a verse here in Matthew 17:20. Notice what it says. For truly I say to you if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed you will say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Wow. That's outstanding, man. If we really truly understand this, that the kind of faith in God that we have and as God is moving in us and through us and as us, we must understand that this faith is like a small mustard seed. If you ever had a mustard seed, go get one. It's going to shock you. But I love God's word because he's given us an illustrative point here. A mustard seed is small. But when you open up your mouth and say to the mountains that are in your life, we're not talking about a physical mountain. We're talking about things that are in your life that seemingly won't move. Maybe debt or your health conditions or your marriage is in trouble or you got a wayward child or stuff that's just going on inside of you that's been going on for days, weeks, months, and years and it never seemingly is getting better. This is what God is saying. This is this mountain. If you say move from here to here, The Bible says it'll move and nothing will be impossible for you. But it first starts now with cultivating an unwavering faith in your abilities and God's plan for your life. And once you know this, then you can start speaking the things that would not listen to you. But now it has to. Because this faith in God that I have is like a muscle. This thing will grow. It will get stronger and it will begin to overpower the things that used to have power over me. Point number two, positive thinking and mind renewal. Write that down. Positive thinking and mind renewal. You need a good positive thought life, but you can't get it without renewing your mind. And we have to renew our mind with something stronger than CBS, CNN, Fox, TikTok, Facebook, IG, Twitter, and the like. We have to renew our mind with something more powerful than what we got right now. So positive thinking and mind renewal, positive thinking and mind renewal. So here's the next step that I want you to take. Transform your mind through positive thoughts and align them with God's truth. You know, people out here talking about my truth. But may I say this to you? Your truth ain't God's truth and only God's truth is going to prevail and bring some stability and success in your life. So you've got to transform your mind. I'm going to give you a scripture to help you to begin to do this. you got to transform your mind through positive thoughts and align them again with God's truth. You wake up negative. We came in this world negative. Everything around us is negative. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'll never achieve this. I'll never achieve that. Isn't it something? We never had to go to school. We never had to open up a book to learn how to be negative. You just, boop, come into the world. and you just negative. Everything thing around us is negative. So you are going to have to really, hear me clearly today, you're going to have to really understand the importance of transforming your own mind. Because when you do that, you can see things differently than everybody else does. That's your issue right now. You don't see things the way you should. So you got to ask the Holy Spirit to open up your mind so that you can see, so that you can understand, so that the ray of light from his power can come through your mind and open up and show you things that are right in front of you. Where are the opportunities I keep missing? Where is this? Where is that? God knows, but we have to make sure we're transforming our mind. Here's this verse I'm going to give you. In Romans chapter 12, verse number two, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We have to renew our mind with God's word. And when we do, so that means this, we got to get in our Bible. That's where it is, man. You got to get in the Word of God and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what you don't know and what you don't understand. See, you can get saved today, but if you don't read your Bible, you saved. But you got the same mindset that you had before salvation. Salvation don't do nothing to your mind. When I'm saved, it transformed my spirit. I'm born again. I'm born from above. I'm a part of the kingdom now. I'm a kingdom citizen. But I got to understand and learn the ways of the kingdom. I got to understand the God that I'm serving. I got to understand what I got to do. How you going to get that if you don't get in the word of God? Once a man gives his life to God, now it's time to go to school. We have to now wash our stinking thinking from the world, 15, 20, 30 years of just bad thought life, that ain't going to be erased in a moment. But as you stay with God's word, it's going to clean up your thought life. Notice that this scripture also lets us know here in Romans 12 and 2, that when you renew your mind, when you start testing things, watch this, you can now discern the will of God. In other words, you know now what God wants you to do. There's a lot of Christians today, and it really saddens me. A lot of believers today, they love God, but they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. And when you're saved and you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, that don't go together. That's like a fireman. And he don't know how to use the holes. He don't know how to use the equipment. He don't know how to slide down the pole and get to the truck, put on his gear. No, man, when you are a Christian, there's some things that you're supposed to know. A Christian is supposed to be Christ-like. So when I say I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to be like Christ. That means Christ wasn't walking around here trying to figure out what the will of the Father was. He knew. So you got to know and understand this. You got to be able to discern what the will of the Lord is. And it's good and it's acceptable and it's perfect. Point number three, resilience and perseverance. Man, I really love this. Resilience and perseverance. Write this down. Embrace challenges as opportunities for growth and development for perseverance. That's your next step that I want you to take. You got to learn how to embrace challenges. And challenges now are opportunities for growth and to develop my perseverance. Perseverance is the ability to withstand hardship. It's an ability to, despite what's going on, I bounce back like a ball. This is why most people don't have a winner's mindset. They cannot persevere. They got a lot of challenges. They got a lot of trials. They got a lot of tribulations. Oh, and by the way, it's called life. And God's just not going to stop life for us. No, but what he says I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a dose of resilience and perseverance, not the world's resilience, not the world's perseverance, but God's resilience and perseverance. You have to now, and this is the third step that I want you to really understand. You have to now embrace this challenge. It's not a challenge now that's going to take me out. It's an opportunity for growth. This is why we got to have a positive thought life and mind renewal. We got to understand that God's not trying to beat us up. God is not sending these tests, these trials, these tribulations. Remember, this is called life. Just being in the world is going to present all kind of stuff to us. Just walking around in your city, state, wherever you are, there's things out here. The Bible says it rains on the just and on the unjust. So there's no reason for you getting all upset and mad why things are happening around you. It's just what it is. But watch this. Here's the mindset that we going to have versus those in the world we we going to embrace this for an opportunity to grow. See, the thing of it is Christian folk, they really don't want to grow. They don't want to go through anything. We don't want to go through nothing. We just want to skate through life. We just want to go tipping through the tulips. We just want everything easy, but God never promised us easy. He promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. So what we got to start doing is embracing this as an opportunity to grow because God wants soldiers in the army. God wants you to be strong and vigilant and know who your God is. You can't get tough on no smooth surface. You get tough in rocky terrain. You get tough when you dig your heels in. You get strong when you put two 45-pound plates on the bench press. This is how you get stronger. You can't get stronger just by lifting the bar. You get stronger by putting some weight on that thing, man. And so you got to look at this as God's opportunity to promote you. And God's not trying to promote weak people. He's not trying to promote people who just want things easy. No, no, that's not what he wants. Hear me clearly. So what are we doing now? We embracing this thing. I'm embracing the challenge because I said, I want to grow. I said, I want to get better. I said, I want my mind to renew and change. How's that going to happen if you don't have no dirt on you? If you don't have no trials, you don't have no tribulations, you don't have no persecutions. This is what the early church went through. This is what they went. read the book of Acts and see the early church and the persecution that they went through under the hand of Nero. But this is what caused the church to be strong. This is what caused them to be resilient. I'm going to bounce back. I'm going to withstand every hit from life and I'm going to grow and I'm going to be stronger. Watch this. And I'm going to defeat the devil. Watch this. And through this, you're going to find out what you got. Some of us don't even know what we have on the inside. We got absolutely no clue. I want you to begin to embrace challenges. And we're looking at them as opportunities for me to grow. Here's a verse here. James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Very familiar passage. Consider it pure joy. Other translation says, count it all joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith is producing perseverance. Look at what this is, y'all. Once again, we're counting it all joy. We laughing at it. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Because this is another opportunity for me to grow. And it's testing my perseverance. It's a test. We in school the school of life. If you ever been in school before, you know the teacher gives the instruction, but at some point on Friday, or there may be a pop quiz, you know we're going to test you to make sure you got the information. This is what this is like with God. we in the school. we in His Holy Ghost School, and we are going through this life. But we got the cheat sheet because we got the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We're going to make it. You're not going to die in this. You're not going to die of cancer or high blood pressure or sugar diabetes or whatever the case may be. The trials that you are in right now, if you learn the lesson, you will be stronger for it. And you will have something on the inside of you that's going to make you better. Why? Because I want a winner's mindset. Step four. Courage and confidence. You need some courage, man. You need some confidence. You need courage. Courage, and we can only find courage in God. Really, that's where you're going to find everything. You find it in God, in his word, and he will begin to show you how to develop this winner's mindset by having courage, and fear is a paralyzer, man the enemy knows it. This is why he said you're going to die. You're not going to live something happening. You're not going to withstand it. No, I'm going to get in God's word. I'm going to get in prayer. I'm going to get anchored into some things that God wants for my life. And I'm going to develop some courage and some confidence. Here's step four with this that I want to give you. Here's the next step we're going to take. Be bold in pursuing your goals, knowing that God is with you. man. I'm going to say that to you again. Be bold in pursuing your goals, knowing that God is with you. See, you have an advantage. God sent the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus, because Jesus said, I must needs go away, but I'm going to send the comforter because I don't want you to do life alone because life is difficult. It's hard, man, trying to do things by yourself. See, if you got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and you should if you're a Christian, you got an advantage that somebody that don't know God, they don't have it. You have an advantage. So since you got an advantage, be bold in pursuing your goals, because you know God with you. Come on, man. That's the ultimate swag. That's the ultimate boss move right there. You got a lot of people out here pretending to be strong, but they're not. But I want you to have an understanding. See, when you know something, it calms you down. When you truly know something, man, you like, I'm good. Why? I'm not good at myself. I'm good because I know that God is with you. Watch this. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you believe that God is with you? We can't go no further than that. Do you really believe that God is with you? Now, your honest answer is, you know what, Pastor Deloach? I don't know. I appreciate your honesty. Because trust me, that's where probably 99.999% of Christians are. They really don't know if he is. I'm telling you that he is. But me telling you ain't good enough. You're going to have to get in God's word and get in prayer. And let him tell you. And my goodness, when he tell you, I'm with you, go get it. When he tell you, I'm with you, this belongs to you. When he tells you, I'm with you, man, Lord have mercy. You talking about what you getting ready to do for God is going to blow your mind. That's step four. That's the step you got to take. Watch this. And I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to put it to you like this. Don't make a move till you know God is with you. I said, be bold in pursuing your goals, but forget that until you know he's with you. When you know that God is with you, now go and pursue your stuff because you know that you're not by yourself and you know you have permission to have it and you know that you're going to get it. And that's how we got to move. That's how we got to go. Let me give you this verse here in Joshua chapter one, verse nine. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. This was the word of the Lord to Joshua because Moses was dead. So Joshua now is the next man on the scene. And so God is giving Joshua some courage. He's giving him some, some husba. He like, I was with Moses. I'm going to be with you. So you don't have to worry about that. But that same word that God gave to Joshua, he's yet given to you. And I'm asking you, I'm commanding you, I'm telling you to be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Discouraged is not having courage. So a lot of people are discouraged. They don't have courage to be able to do the things that they need to do. But once again, here's what we know. For the Lord your God, he'll be with you. Everywhere you go. You don't have to be afraid to get on a plane. God is there. Bus, God is there. Train, God is there. Walking throughout your community, God is there. Being out at night, God is with you. No evil shall befall you. No plague shall come nigh, my dwelling place. I want you to read Psalms 91 and get enveloped in those 16 verses. Pray them in the morning, noonday, and at night. Get that word inside of you to drive out the Fear. Lastly, I'm done. I'm getting out of here. Gratitude and humility is my point number five. Gratitude and humility. Now, what do we mean when we talk about gratitude and humility? Because this is so important. Here's my step five. This is the next and final step that I want you to begin to take to develop a winner's mindset. Here's what we mean. Maintaining a grateful heart and staying humble in your achievements, recognizing that all good things come from God. But do you know that? Do you understand that? Bishop T.D. Jakes once wrote a book called, Can You Stand to Be Blessed? Really good book. And at the end of the day, we all know what being poor is like, being downtrodden. But can you stand to be blessed? Can you handle when the blessing comes? Is the blessing that God is going to give you, is it going to draw you closer to God or draw you away from God? But one of these steps that we have to begin to take when we talk about gratitude and humility, we have to every day maintain a grateful heart. Every day when we get up, we say, Lord, thank you for my blessing because I know I didn't do this on my own. You got a lot of people who think they're doing things on their own. I got what I got because of this. I got what I got because of my hard work. I got, no, you got what you got because of God. Because there are a lot of people who're smarter than you. There's a lot of people who got more ingenuity than you, and you could be living better than them. So it ain't because of all that you know, all that you're doing. It's called favor. It's called God's grace. It's called being grateful. Whatever God gives you, don't ever let that take you away from God. Let it draw you close to people. I have seen people who were poor. They finally got blessed. And man, now they acting a fool out here in these streets because they thought they could handle the blessing of God. And we should never say not me. Because I'm telling you, man, it's something about success. You start getting drunk off of it. And before you know it, you just, you start doing all kinds of stuff. You're not the person you used to be. So right now, I want you as we are developing a winner's mindset every day. We're grateful and we have humility. That means we don't think we are better than anybody else. No, no, no. We're not better than nobody else. Now we're different. We're peculiar as the Bible says. We don't look down on people, knowing that we should be there. Knowing, watch this, that we once were there and God did us a favor. That's what I want you to get today. God is doing us a favor. This is his world. This ain't our world. We didn't put this together. God is doing us a favor. So the one thing we got to do is what achievements and whatever we are successful in, however much millions of money you make, always give the credit to God. Without God, I'm nothing. Without God, I would fall. Without God, I can't do it. And when God knows you're leaning on him like that, then he can trust you. It's one thing for us to trust God. It's a whole nother thing for God to trust you. So we got to begin to develop this gratitude and this humility. So with this final step, again, step number five, I want you to maintain a grateful heart. Stay humble. Recognize everything that comes to you is a gift from God. Here's my final verse in James chapter one, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from God coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Nothing that we have in and of ourselves is ours. It all belongs to him. We have to stand before God and give an account as we are stewards of the mysteries of God. We are stewards over the things that he gives us. And that's the thing we don't understand. That we are stewards. We are never owners. And so, since we know we're just stewarding God's blessings, then we won't get the big head. We won't think we're better than other people. We won't look down on people. It'll help us to stay grateful and humble, knowing it's not ours. That car you drive, that Mercedes, not yours. That big house you live in, not yours. That gift, that talent that you have, that's not yours. And one day you will stand before God and give an account of the things he has given you. This is why freely you have given, or freely that has been given to you, freely you give back. There ought to be some place in a Christian's life that he does things for people for free. Why are we charging people for everything? Man, I don't even want to get on this soapbox today because I'm going to be here all day and all night. But it has aggravated me. I've grown weary of people who think that their gift is something that they came up with, that they gave themselves the knowledge and the understanding to be able to play the flute or the keyboard or to sing or to draw or to whatever. And yes, I understand that if you're trying to live, there's a business part of this. I get that. I understand that. But I do also understand serving and serving, ladies and gentlemen, is right. I mean, just think about this. If there's anybody that should have charged you, it's God. But you know what he did? He gave it to you for free, believing and hoping that you would not charge everybody for every ounce of information that you have or your ability to make somebody's life better. And I'm going to tell you something, your life is capped off because you're money hungry. Oh, I'm meddling now. Yeah, but if you would learn how to sow into the life of somebody else that really needs something you have, watch how some of the things you're trying to do will take off. Some of you right now, you at a ceiling. You can't go no higher. You're trying to figure out, oh, Lord, I can't understand why I can't get a, a breakthrough in my business. I don't understand why I can't get a breakthrough in my marriage or, or whatever that I'm dealing with. Have you sown freely into the lives of people that are going through and that are struggling? If your answer is no, that's why you're stuck. Giving, serving is the way to break the glass ceiling. Some of you right now, you just got your answer. You had to wait till I get to point number five to find out maybe why you're struggling in life. Maybe you need to start serving for free and helping somebody else with something you have. Maybe you're a carpenter. Maybe you're a painter and your business is struggling. Why don't you paint somebody else's house? Maybe you do carpet or carpentry. Why don't you build somebody else a floor? And watch how you start serving others, how your business going to take off shoot me an email and let me know when it happens because I know this principle and it works. And many times we are stuck where we are because we are not grateful and we lack humility. But I want to tell you by following these steps and drawing some strength from some things that I shared with you today, this wisdom book called the Bible, you can develop a winner's mentality that is rooted in faith, positivity, resilience, courage, and gratitude. Do this today. It will change your life. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you. I pray that this blessed you. If so, shoot your boy an email at info at Com. Do it today. Go to my website. Check out my advocacy at thomasadeloach.com. If this is your first time listening. Bless you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope I've gained a new listener. If so, share this broadcast, this episode with a friend, or family, even your enemies. Share it with them today. Trust me. I'm with you, man. We in this together. But check out. We got to do the doing in order to receive the receiving. So today, develop your winner's mindset. I'm praying for you all. Always believing God's best for you. And remember until next time to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be Be empowered. empowered.